My husband had a problem with crack cocaine. I told him, you know what? You love that so much more than you love me. I want you to show me why. And he did. He showed me how to smoke crack cocaine. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Anlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers and a real God. Today, we're going to talk about codependence and how that can really play out negatively upon someone's life. Codependency is when someone has low self-esteem, they find themselves overly getting their emotional needs met by other individuals and relationships. Codependent relationships tend to lead to very unhealthy relationships because insecurities of losing relationships can lead to putting up with certain behaviors that are unhealthy and always trying to save someone despite the harm that is brought to the codependent. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Well, we'll be interviewing Darla DeLeon, who grew up with codependence with her dad and later on her husband and then was able to overcome that through her faith. Darla? Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and share what God's done in my life. Oh, well, we are excited to hear what God has done in your life, Darla. And so I understand that the unhealthy dynamic of codependency started with your alcoholic father. Tell us about how that affected your school life. So I grew up as a child in West Virginia who had an alcoholic father who was so before I was even born. And so all during school, it's a very small community. Everyone knows everything about you and what you're doing and who you're doing it with. And so I got really bullied and everything in school behind my dad's addiction. So Mm -hmm. really bad. Wow. That is so sad. And it would make sense why you would live to maybe even deny your dad's alcoholism or even defend it. But I understand you grew up with low self-esteem and you really wanted to do anything you could to keep your relationships. How did this translate to your adult relationships? So because of my father's alcoholism, I felt like he didn't love me enough to stop drinking. And so I would have very low self-worth and low self-esteem. And so in my early 20s, I met this man and This man was like giving me goosebumps and butterflies and I couldn't breathe. And that man was Michael DeLeon and he was everything to me. I put him on a pedestal and he was my idol. And so I became very codependent upon him. Which means you became very attached to this relationship and you were willing to put up with things that maybe you wouldn't normally put up with, right? And I understand that he was addicted to crack cocaine and that really displayed this codependency relationship even more. Tell us a little bit more about that. So crack cocaine took him so far away from me that it left such a void in me. It felt like my whole best was empty. I had no feeling whatsoever. And it was a situation that I had never been in before with that type of an addiction. And so it just left me so empty. Hmm. And I understand that you tried to get him to stop, but because you feared losing this relationship so much, you ended up doing drugs yourself. Tell us more about that. So 
so he's gone so far away from me and I had such a void, you know, that I told him I fought with him for a little while to stop doing that and I just couldn't do it anymore. And so I was so codependent upon him. I said, you know what? You love that so much more than you love me. I want you to show me why. And he did. He showed me how to smoke crack cocaine. Hmm. Oh, geez. I understand that led you to being incarcerated for eight months and you ended up addicted and started doing things like stealing in order to keep this relationship. Can you give us more insight on what this codependency looked like and what that meant to you? So codependent to me meant that he controlled everything in my life. Mm. He controlled our money. If he said to jump, I just asked how high. If he said to go and do this, I would go and do that. I depended on him for everything. My feelings, my livelihood, everything. Mm. Wow. That really gives us an insight how you feared losing this relationship so much that you were willing to go to great lengths to compromise who you were in this relationship. Tell us how you were eventually incarcerated. Behind our drug addiction, smoking crack was very expensive. And so we were shoplifting. Michael was doing some burglaries and things like that. And so I wasn't very good at it. And so I ended up being incarcerated for about eight months in three different jails in New Jersey, which was out of my element, so to speak, for me. It was very difficult. Mm, Gosh. But I understand one day you were laying in bed. You couldn't get out of bed due to the back problem. And you ended up reading the Bible of all things. Did something happen when you read it? Yeah, so I was really struggling. I had a lot of back issues, couldn't sleep. I was so lonely for my family, for my husband. You know, I just didn't come out of my cell. The only thing I was able to take with me through all of that time incarceration was a Bible that someone had given me. And so I just, you know what, I'm not coming out of my cell. I am just going to open up my Bible and just read. And it actually opened up to John. So I started reading John. I read all day until, you know, I felt like God just wasn't hearing me and God just didn't care about me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I slammed my Bible shut. I sat on the side of my cell and I looked up and I'm like, why am I going through this? I should not be like this. This should not be my life right now. I thought you were with me. I thought you loved me. I thought I was your child. I don't understand. Why am I going through this? This is so painful for me. I laid down on my side, just trying to get comfortable, and I hear this voice in my head said, touch the top of your head. So I touch the top of my head with my pinky, and then the voice in my head says, touch the middle of your back. Touch the middle of my back where it hurt. Touch the soles of both of your feet. I touched the soles of both of my feet, and then as soon as my arm came back down to rest on my leg on my side, I literally felt a blanket, like someone coming around me and totally encompassing me with the warmest blanket I have ever felt in my life. And I felt instantly in a deep sleep. Oh, that is amazing. It sounds like Jesus filled you with the love you've always been looking for. I understand that you were so filled from that encounter that even a girl who had made herself your enemy in the jail cell couldn't even recognize you. So the next morning I come out of my cell because we have to go out for breakfast and this girl who was just like giving me all kinds of stuff, she comes out of her cell and she sees me and she stops in her tracks in the middle of all of this sea of women and she looks at me and very loudly, she's like, oh my God, I see Jesus in you. And that absolutely floored me. Oh, that is amazing. That is what it means to be filled with the love of Jesus so that others can literally see him in you. I understand from that moment, as you got out of jail, things 
changed, but you had another encounter with the Lord. Can you tell us about that? Yes. They let me out of jail and I had to go across the street to catch the bus. And it was literally pouring snow like two inches in. And I had flip-flops and a short sleeve shirt on, jeans, and no jacket, no anything else. So I walk across and I'm waiting for the bus to come. And this lady comes out of the college where the bus stop was. And she looks at me, she gets in her car, and she goes out in the parking lot. But then I see her come all the way back around, and it was not easy to do. She comes all the way and stops right in front of me at the bus stop. And she rolls her window down, and she's like, are you okay? I said, yes, ma'am, I'm fine, thank you. She's like, could you use some gloves? I said, ma'am, if you'd like to bless me with gloves, I would gladly and be very appreciative and take those. So this lady gave me some very expensive leather gloves. So she left. I'm putting on the gloves, and I feel inside. The lady had put a $20 bill inside of one of those gloves. Mm. As I pull it out, I hear God audibly tell me, You see, I never left you. I never forsook you. You are my child. Now go and serve me. And it was that moment that I knew what my purpose in life was. Everything has changed. Everything changed for me. Oh, that is awesome. Now, I understand that your life was so filled that you no longer had low self-esteem. And the Lord filled you with His love. And today, you're so set free that you do ministry now to help other addicts. I also understand Jesus got a hold of your husband, too. (laughs) That is amazing. And I know there's someone who can relate to this, who has never felt loved and is compromising their values to hold on to unhealthy relationships, even right now. And all I know is, is that Jesus is the way to solve that problem. Darla, thanks so much for being on our show. Thank you. Hang on. I'll be right back right after the break. Hey everyone, as an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it, 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to AwakenTheNations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what are you thinking about this? To me, it's kind of sad because here's a girl who is codependent, but basically that means she's simply looking to get her value from other people. It's interesting that by not getting love from her father and therefore having a void in her heart, she was looking to get that from a man or from other people. She became dependent upon a man who was doing illegal activity, stuff that maybe she would say no to, but she couldn't because she was codependent. She joined the illegal activity. And I think there's someone who can relate to this. Sometimes maybe you find yourself in a relationship where things are happening and that you aren't necessarily comfortable with, but you go along with it because you feel like, you know, you need those relationships. You need what those relationships bring. Maybe your emotional needs and desires, or you don't want to be rejected. You want to be like the weird one. 
But what does ancient scripture reveal about codependency? Well, it's written in Proverbs chapter 29, 25. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. You see, codependency is trusting and fearing people rather than trusting and fearing God. And it will always end up in a snare because people don't have the capacity to truly fill you all the way up the way you need to be filled. There's no way you can get enough love, value, attention from another human being where you'll finally feel like it's enough. But God is the one who is enough and He's safe. He will keep you in a safe place. You won't compromise your values. He will be the one to give you everything you need if you trust Him, my friend. So Lord Jesus, we come to you. And I know that right now there's a friend out there. There's somebody who's listening and they're like, that's me. I, I don't want to upset this person. I don't want to mess up. I need these people in my life and I'll do anything to keep these people in my life. And Father, I just pray, Lord God, help us to transfer this trust in man or this fear of man. And right now, move it over to you, Lord Jesus. We just take a moment to say, Lord, I trust you. I need you. I want to put my fear and trust in you, Lord, my respect in you. Father, we ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.